I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Know someone who might be struggling with their mental health? You can help. As a listener of Sick Boy, you know that we've been having these types of combos forever now. You'll also know that sometimes we make mistakes, and that's okay. We're human. Supporting someone through struggle in their life isn't easy. It's an art, not a science. And we all make mistakes. That being said, we can do our best to prep by educating ourselves. And our friends over at Jack.org have created a resource for just that. Check out BeThere.org for more information. Let's create a world where we can all better support one another. Hello, people. Uh, Jeremy here. Gonna hit you with some show dates. We are coming to Vancouver, and uh, it's gonna be a wicked show at the Rio Theater, and that is um, a couple of weeks away. It's Monday, September 23rd, and uh, if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, I'm gonna drop this on you right now. There's a, a quick little deal that uh, just got forwarded my way from Live Nation. Uh, it's a promo code to get you 20 25% off the ticket price. Uh, this is limited to 50 tickets, and the password is S-B-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. So S-B-Podcast, all one word, but the S-B-P is capitalized. Ooh, don't fuck it up. And then uh, there's another one. There's another uh, little sort of promo deal there. It's M-E plus three, and that will give you uh, three tickets, sorry, four tickets for the price of three that's a capital M, lowercase e, the plus symbol, and then three. Uh, and again, that's four for the price of three. So go get those tickets. Uh, and there's also a show in Calgary the next night, the 24th. There's a show in Toronto uh, later that week on the 27th. Tickets are flying for both of those shows. If you are looking for more info and want tickets to any of those shows, go to sickboypodcast.com slash shows. Holy shit, we can't wait to see you all across the country. And uh, we got some amazing guests lined up. It should be a really fun time. So go get your tickets. Uh, again, the, the promo code there for this Vancouver show is SB Podcast, capital SBP. And then me plus three, four tickets for the price of three. All right. Hope you enjoy this week's episode. We love you. This episode was fucking wild. I still have no clue what Mastel ap- activation syndrome is. Hopefully you can make sense of it because I'm too dumb for it. All right. Love y'all. Talk to you soon. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast that talks about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest is Angela. She has mast cell activation syndrome. Let's talk about it. Have your name or articles taken off the internet? Mm, oh, and they oh, really? made a criteria so they without like you can do it. Or? Well, it's it's like they aren't making it a law, so it's not so. Otherwise, it would go against the Second Amendment, right? Mm. 
free and, speech. Yeah, and so the way they got First around Amendment, it is sorry, each Second Amendment is guns. Second Amendment is guns. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, and so the way they got around it was each kind of like literary website can do have their own methods. So they go through the this one um, papers method, or I don't even know what they are. And they have this criteria like how bad is the crime and. You know, are they a policeman or are they a mm. person of authority? And how, what's the impact and the repercussions of taking this off potentially? Like, because right. there was the, some uh, circumstance where a cop got hired, he had it removed, got hired in another county or um, state, and then Basically did something bad on the job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, right. That's interesting. Yeah. Have you guys seen The Great Hack? Yeah. No, yeah. That's what that really. It, 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 it was a little underwhelming, but like, but it ha- it raises some really fucking massive issues about it. data privacy. And yeah. and what's funny is like I was watching with Kyla, who like who has who I, I don't think has ever sp- you know spent a second thinking about data privacy. And one of her reactions was like, "Who who cares if they have your information? Like if wh- like, it, that's it, kind it, of my reaction too, even though I know." If you're not easily swayed, I feel like it's the people that are kind of in the gray area that yeah, and when and when you and when risk. and when they sort of lay out some of the things where they're like, well, this is this is what some people are doing with your shit. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, that's fucking crazy, right? The, the way that I feel more about it, like, and fuck, it's technically just, it is public uh, public domain. Not be, might, might not be the right um, like specific word to use, but like it is out there. Like you are. It's, you are, be, it's beyond our legislation. Like we haven't totally, we haven't got there yet. Got there yet? I was, I was. What's the guy's name? Ben uh, that does the, the Sh- Vice Show. Uh, uh, ben uh, uh, Something like that. No, he's not the murderer. Um, anyway, the, the, fuck whatever I his name is. Like Maku or something like that. It was something like that. Fuck whatever. He does a show. Ben Melrooney. But no, and anyway, we met this guy. He does a show. He does a show on Vice called called Cyber Wars, I believe it's called. And um, I watched this segment of one of the episodes, and it was talking about this um, this this experiment where they did where they said, on average, the the amount of like apps and things that you subscribe to and all that shit cumulatively per week, if you were to read all the terms and conditions and oh, privacy yeah. policies, it would take you 18 hours a week Whoa. to read all of them mm-hmm. every week That's crazy for the average person. And so they did this thing where, um, I think it was at the university of Waterloo. They set up this, they set up this, like this, this, uh, this like hoax, um, survey or something where people had to, you know, opt in and, you know, agree to terms or whatever it was. And, um, and they had buried in the terms and conditions that, they were relinquishing the right to their firstborn child. I was going to say firstborn. <laughs> yeah, and, and, nice. and then, and then, so they, so then they, they, they sent out whatever they sent out, and you know, like ten thousand people opted in or ticked the survey or whatever it was, and then, then they, they, you know, they randomly picked a handful of them and you know talked to them on the phone, and they said like, okay, well, you know, like in the event that you do have um, a child in your lifetime, um, like we'll be you know, we'll be closely monitoring you and like, we'll be, so we'll be in contact for the exchange yeah. when your when your child is born. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And they're like, well, you read the terms, like the privacy policy, right. And the terms and conditions. And they're like, well, and they're like, so you signed, you, you agreed to, you agreed to giving us your, fir- your firstborn. 
and they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it was just, you know, just like a, just do you, do you pointing think to that, how no one reads that shit. Do you think that if like Facebook did that, for example, and it said that you were rel- relinquishing the right to your firstborn and they wanted to take you up on that, do you think that they would win legally? Oh my God, mm, they have so much money. Dude, I don't know. Just, dude, I don't know, man. That's <laughs> makes me really glad that I'm not really on Facebook question. anymore. I don't. Oh, you're see, off the book. Eh? I took. I got rid of it about seven years ago. That's awesome. Oh, oh fuck! You were an early. You were an early jump off. Were you even ever on it, yeah. bro? That's ah, like that's like. Jump I had off. some pretty bad photos on there. That's like jumping off the Titanic when it just left port. Yeah. yeah. You're like fuck. It was, it I just was a risk, got a bad but... feeling about this. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> It'll never it. sink. It'll <laughs> never sink. God made this ship. Uh, mast cell activation syndrome. Is this the correct? Uh, term of which we are diving into tonight? yeah i for like the last two years have been calling it mass activation disorder and only recently realized i was calling it the wrong thing so. oh because syndrome oh, really? it's not a disorder it's well a syndrome? because there's this umbrella of disorders so uh ma- there's mast cell disease and that encompasses mastocytosis mass cell activation syndrome and then there's of multiple course, yeah. types of mass cell activation syndromes primary secondary right mm-hmm. as as a, as a, a lot of stuff that i actually really don't understand you haven't lost me <laughs> at all okay. um what does mast cell activation syndrome mean to you? It's a it's a tough one. I was just actually listening to your um, episode uh, about lupus from the beginning of when you guys started. Oh, like way back. And listening to that, yeah, I was going back, and um, it is kind of like that. Where I'm, if I tell you all the symptoms, people are going to go to the internet. They're going to be like, "Oh my god, I have that!" Right? <laughs> um, oh yeah, yeah. Um, but for me, actually, uh, it's like the maybe end of a two-year journey to figure out what the hell was wrong with me. So so is are you in a place right now where it's kind of like we think it's this, mm-hmm. but it's we're not entirely sure? Well, we're pretty sure. Um, at least my allergist, immunologist, and I are pretty sure. Okay. Um, it's one of those things where you kind of have to, the criteria for it is, you know, you have the symptoms, you do these tests, and the testing is pretty variable a lot of people won't test positive um and then you respond to a protocol of treatment and the diagnosis oftentimes is pretty clinical so like my allergist looked at my case and i don't have any positive testing but i had the symptoms that she needed and then responded to a protocol and that was enough for her going forward. But it's one of those things where you also have to exclude like every other weird illness until people will kind of rest on it. And it's kind of my responsibility going forward to like, if something else comes up, I don't, yeah, I don't have a closed mind about it. It's not. Right. Cause right. you can but also have convinced a, that you are like, they're like, it might con- be this. And you're not, you're like, no, it's not that. Cause yeah, someone told me it was this. It would be, um, <clears throat> unethical, for a doctor not to follow through on that. And so my allergist is right. like pretty positive that this is what it is. And if something ever came up, then I would obviously look into that. So a quick, I, a quick little, uh, Google search and, and this, I'm, I'm following you, but I'm also going, holy fuck, no, this sounds yeah, so complex, I, but this, this really does like kind of, uh, put it into words where, where I, I can wrap my head around now how fucking insanely complex this must be yeah. for you and everybody involved. Um, mast cell activation syndrome is one type of mast cell activation disorder and is an immu- 
immunological condition in which mast cells inappropriately and excessively release chemical medi- mediators. mediators, resulting in a range of chronic symptoms, sometimes including Here, anaphylaxis <laughs> or near anaphylaxis attacks. This is the part that's right fucking there. interesting. Primary symptoms include cardiovascular, dermatological, gastrointestinal, neurological, and respiratory problems. Itchy feet. Dude, yeah, it's like, <laughs> totally, what, what yeah. else does it not fucking affect? Well, well, I mean, the list is really long. I made a comprehensive list because this disorder was actually not really clinically nailed down until about 2010. Holy shit. So it's pretty new. And um, <laughs> it came from this problem where they would have these patients who would present like they have mastocytosis, which I, I don't know totally the... The symptoms of that, but sure. like one of them is like flushing and and like you know I think it's like really basic allergic right issues. like they're like things that could be really common though too yeah and and for mastocytosis it's that you have too many mast cells and mm. the mass so you because you have so many mast cells and they're everywhere in your body and they're responding to everything you have these symptoms but in what mast cell, is a mast cell? it was also so, that remember um. Uh, was it Danielle who was the Slayer of Dragons? Uh-huh. Uh, she had yeah. Ehlers-Danlos, but she also right. had mast cell. Yeah, right. they're, it's commonly comorbid together. Okay, with yeah. Ehlers-Danlos. What, what so I actually feel like a like a bit of a you know mast cell loser because I you I don't, don't I don't it. have the other things that everyone else has. Do you do you, can uh, you tell us what a mast cell is? Yeah, so um, mast cells are in the body to respond to immunological attacks so like say uh, i have say and there are lots of triggers so with mass activation syndrome um they could be sunshine uh exercise food um whoa. uh changes in, like friction uh sense and once your body wow. identifies this uh trigger it's like oh alert 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 and it um will uh activate these mast cells which have all these little granules along the edges and those once they release they stimulate the release of uh, mast cell mediators and there's so many of them um, like histamine uh, prostaglandins cytokines um, tryptase I think uh, and uh, and uh, leukotrienes and and so it's those mediators that act on all the different parts of the body um, and that's why the symptoms are so diverse. So it's like there are, you know, you could be, uh, you know, you walk out of the recording studio and say it's middle of the day and it's super sunny out and you brush up against a stranger and um, uh, you, you know, you stub your toe and you know, fucking whatever else like you, you know, you you're you're eating ice cream all of those things could trigger yeah. like a, 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 a an exorbitant amount, like release of these mast cells, and your body's or, your body's just going like fight, fight, fight. So fight. The, the the mast cells. So if it was a lot of mast cells, it'd be mastocytosis. Oh, but the mast cells themselves are really responsive in people with mast cell activation syndrome. So they'll act inappropriately to stimuli that they shouldn't be acting oh. to. So it's kind of like okay. it's it's. Sort of akin to like autoimmune stuff. It's like yeah, there's, there's a confusion it, in your body where it's doing. It's just it's, except, it's turning on itself. Yeah, except it's huh. except 
different from autoimmune. It's not attacking itself. It's actually. It's like I'm just I'm just helping. It's Jared, like, yeah, I'm, I'm just, just here doing to, what I'm, I'm supposed here to do. do what I do. Jared, yeah. Imagine, right. imagine like, um, but it's doing it when it's not supposed to. Imagine, exactly. Imagine your body is like a like a. a uh, a like hoity-toity like right. symphony orchestra event where people are wearing like suits with tails, and uh, like the My way kind of that the mast cell is supposed to respond is it walks in and it's all polite and it abides by the rules, but instead of the mast cell doing that, it walks in and it's you, and it just causes a bunch of shit and ruckus and it's just like totally. Um, improper Dr- drunken rock and star and like yeah, yeah don't ever yeah. invite me to the opera yeah I, I'll, I'll give you I'll, I'll give you that opera much would be fun. so where does this start like what like wait before we do yeah, I, I, I want to get to this sorry, list I, I could, here, what is, what is I'll on just this read this li- I'll just read this list because you literally quickly. just pulled out a little piece of paper the size of my, like a little wrote, bit bigger I wrote than it my down because I always forget actually it, the, it looks like you wrote a hundred things on it yeah uh, so and a lot of people, I'll preface this by saying, a lot of people with mast cell have anaphylaxis and allergic type symptoms. I am an anomaly to that. I don't have anaphylaxis. As far as we know? As far as we know. Okay, right. Um, but anyways, but I do have a peanut allergy that is anaphylaxis. <laughs> I like how you were like, I don't have anaphylaxis, yet you're like, I do have a peanut allergy. I do have a peanut allergy. <laughs> well, she doesn't have to be anaphylactic to peanuts. That's right. That's right. I thought you just said you were. No. I I. I would be anaphylactic to peanuts, but if I avoid peanuts, I don't have anaphylaxis. Oh, is, is yeah. that? Whoa, my brain oh, just got scrambled. Yeah, hey, well, anaphylaxis is If I am here, response. I cannot be there. <laughs> However, to get there, I must not be here. And what? Okay, so I'm. Just Wait, are the, all these? What is this? What are you? These reading? are all symptoms. And, symptoms and I, that and you I have, write, or that like, that could be. We can't okay? get. We can't get to the point of this. <laughs> this is my favorite. Disease so far. <laughs> it's like saying, like the anaphylaxis thing was saying, like I'm, I stop it. I'm a beach stop. goer. Yeah, no, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm not a stop. beach goer when I'm at the beach, but stop. I'm. <laughs> All right, let's hear this list. So this okay. is this is what could be. This is what could be anaphylaxis, flushing, derm- dermatographism, which is like you rub your skin and it stays like a hive. Oh yeah, um, we talked to somebody. Rashes, angioedema, hives, blood pressure changes, chest pain, tachycardia, dyspnea, which is shortness of breath, wheezing, pain, fatigue, diarrhea, bloating, abdominal pain, cramping, cognitive issues, memory and brain fog, dizziness, anxiety, headaches, reflux, bladder irritability. So oh. this is the thing. This is, and you kind of mentioned this earlier. What's really funny is like ninety nine percent of the things that you read on there. Some everyone listening to this has been like, I've I've had that. We've oh, all yeah, had that. Yeah. I've, We're we, all everyone's going. I might have. Like that. I went. To, like aside from the anaphylaxis, is like you know not not everyone kind of goes through that, but yeah. But almost everything in there, I've been like, I've had that. I've had that. Mm. Oh, I've had that. Which and is like, that. does it have to be like a collection of them? So it has to be multi systemic for it to be classified. So you have to have multiple organ multiple organ systems involved. You can't just uh, have anaphylaxis. Right. Be like it's mast cell. Right. Okay, so let's go. This let's, is fucking so let's go wild. To, let's go to your, your, my, your I feel like your it, yeah, my story will make it all make a little more sense. Um, so I started physiotherapy school uh, two years ago. Everything was great. I was like a little stressed out. I was in the best shape of my life. I was like, tra- I had joined the track team at UPI. It was not very good, but I trained really hard and. Um, so what I was, was like, what was yeah, your event? A long jump and triple jump. Okay, sweet. I did long jump and triple jump. I tried racing people, but it was really embarrassing. Mm. So I uh, went to school and I was like, this is cool, whatever. And 
one of the things that we study is cardiorespiratory cardio uh, physiotherapy um, treatments. So, like, we had a whole thing on CF. Right. We talked about asthma. And asthma is something that I grew up with, like, that trifecta of, like, I've got allergies, I've got asthma. Um, I'm one of those kids who should live in a bubble. Right. Um, weak. Well, I'm weak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get Bad it. genes. I get it. Yeah. Uh, so, it was really funny because we were studying asthma and we were doing all these things and we'd have to like check peak flow and doing it on our classmates and as we're doing it I'm like man my peak flow really sucks and I'm like have been slowly using my puffer more often and then it gets to this point where I'm like we were talking about when is your asthma in control and when is it good and I'm like using my puffer five times a day and I'm like there's something wrong here i i am not under control my teachers were like laughing at me kind of because they're like like you're never you should like know you, this like you've never got it under control it's always like an issue for you it's always been an issue but this is like really out of the norm i'm like an exercise asthma person like or a cold it's like not that bad so just get like you're just starting to use it like all of the time randomly through yeah because like, my my chest is just so tight and i can't it get the relief so anyways i go to the school clinic I'm really tired. I'm slowly getting like having trouble with things. Like I did a test and I got a horrible mark. And I remember while I was doing it, I was like, yeah, I know what I'm talking about. This is great. And I left feeling pretty good. And then I got the test back and I was like, oh, I don't remember writing that down. You seem like the type like, of person who's like, I got a horrible mark. And it was like a 93. And you're like, it wasn't a hundred. No, that's actually my husband, which is really infuriating. He's actually in dentistry school at the same time. He'll do that. He'll come home and he'll be like, I bombed that. And he'll get like a 93. And then I'll say, I bombed that. And I'll get like a 42. <laughs> you're um, like, I truly bombed. I truly bombed. But anyway, so that was like, should have been an indicator to me that something was like not connecting for me. So right. I finally went to the school clinic the the doctor um, measured my oxygen saturation it was like 85 and she was like that's not good what, <laughs> what, is that, what does that mean so that means that like you're not like it's like uh, it means you're not carrying enough oxygen to the parts of your body so like typically uh your oxygen saturation should be like 98 99 97 mm -hmm. oh, that's oh. like normal oh, okay. 85 is like like jer yeah yeah totally mine's actually good is, is well, that and when sorry. you're, sorry, if you're chronically, um, like your asthma, your lungs are really tight, then mm -hmm. you're just, and you're chronically not getting enough air in and you're pushing that's what, yourself. They, that's the one they judge by with the little finger thing, right? Like they put the little, the little, oh, like, yeah, yeah. it's like a uh, little pulse finger oximeter. hug. Yeah. yeah. And you wear finger it for hug. a second yeah. and it like gives you your pulse mm -hmm. and your, your, whatever this was. Your heart rate. Oxygen yeah, saturation. Oxygen saturation. Oh, yeah. right. Pulse. Yeah. My, my oxygen saturation is actually like. Pretty Good. decent. Yeah. Is, is it yeah. referring to how well your body is saturating oxygen into your red blood cells? That's it. Okay. Yeah. And people with really bad oxygen saturation, I think, I think this is why clubbed fingernails is a thing yeah. in CF. So people with like really clubbed fingernails is because they have shitty oxygen saturation. Oh, really? Yeah. So like, it, so like the fingers What's didn't up? grow correctly? I don't know. I, I actually don't know, but it, I, it's probably why Something this is where they're judging circulation. Yeah, exactly. And so like that, I think that's why they, they put that little finger glove thing on you and judge it by here. And it has something, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I, I knew some, we'll find out someday. Yeah. We can look it up. Yeah, later. Uh, we'll talk to a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, you, you so get a anyways, finger hug. So I get a finger hug. She's like, okay, I'm going to put you on prednisone. Um, 
and this should be cool. And so I take the prednisone. I'm like, woo, I feel amazing. Like You're like, my long uh, jump is getting way longer. Yeah, you know, I'm like cleaning shit in my house. I'm on top of it. And Were you then, gaining weight or anything crazy like that? No, well, no, at this point, like I was my lightest, lightest I've ever been, but also really, again, healthy. And I've always been like a vegetarian and like I love cooking. I'm like, you know, prime, prime, prime of my life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Anyway, so I finished the prednisone and I just crash. Oh no! And it was like I was tired. I was like achy. I like would get short of breath walking up the stairs. I um, was was the idea of the prednisone that it would that it would up your uh, oxygen saturation? Well, it reduces inflammation in your lungs, so it's a pretty common treatment for anyone who's got asthma and they're in the middle of a flare. Right. And so I kind of bounced in and out of, I went to emerge a couple times um, and they're just like, mm, I don't know what to do with you. Just and because you were like crashing so hard that you It, it didn't make sense. Or? Some people thought that maybe it was like uh, the, there's like, um, what is it? Steroid withdrawal that you can get when you stop a steroid. Um, Interesting. And it's a syndrome. So for several months you would be like tired, weak, uh, exercise intolerant. Um, and... And then eventually it would get better. Or a lot of uh, the doctors I talked to, they'll be like, oh, it's probably post-viral syndrome. So, you know, and then they'd be like, oh, that could take up to like two, you know, that can take up to like two years to resolve. I'm like, that sounds great. There's nothing I can do. That's awesome. And I went in and out of the school clinic. I had all this blood work done. And like, I remember this one doctor at the clinic was like, well, I can tell you, you don't have cancer. And I'm like, well, that is Sweet. not reassuring to me. He's like, but I think you have AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> womp, womp. Like, you don't have one. Anyway, of the nurse many will be things. in to talk to you. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, you're like, uh, but like, did you did you even think that you might have had cancer or like? Was well, that I part mean, of the you, you just you're, you're, you when you like for about three weeks, I just was in bed. I just like couldn't. Move but when you don't know, it's like you start going a little crazy totally. and when your right. all your blood work comes back normal you're just like okay well I kind of wish something was abnormal so I could know what's going on so then yeah. it started to I started like I just decided to pull out of school rest you know around Christmas time like you know it got better steadily with rest and then at Christmas time I was like I'm feeling pretty good and then I got a cold and I was in bed for the month of January again so I was like great Okay. And at this point, I know, like, I'm not in school. Um, I was taking a medical leave of absence because I just couldn't keep up. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I was really, really frustrated. And I know you've mentioned in a couple episodes about um, patient advocates. And uh, mm-hmm. I was really lucky because my in-laws are both um, retired physicians. So oh, okay. they were able to kind of, like, help push and help advocate for me to get in to see people. Cause one of the problems yeah. with when having one of these weird mystery illnesses is you kind of have to rule everything out and go to see every specialist. Uh, but you get a referral and they're like, okay, that's going to be six months. That's going to yeah. be a year. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like I want to go back to school. <laughs> yeah. You could spend your, you could spend a fucking decade. Totally. Well, are you, are you the type that like kind of, like I hear that and I go, there's no fucking way. Like I, I would need someone to physically be like, you, I am taking you, I'm forcing you yeah. to your appointment because I would just go, well, I guess this is my new normal. You know, well, like I'm so fucking, yeah. I just like don't. I mean, that's how you it. are with your sleep apnea. A hundred percent. Yeah. Actually, like, are you that type of person or mm. 
Or I have you, fluctuated. Right. Like, cause it sounds tiring. It's tiring. And it's, uh, like, and you're tired already. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah I exactly. remember there was like some moments where I was like laying in bed and I like was lucky if I got up to go to the bathroom and like I'd be sitting in bed and my heart rate would go to like 150 out of nowhere. And, Whoa. and, and then I get chest pain and be like, Oh my God, am I having a heart attack? What's going on? And I do have a, a history of heart issues cause I had Wolf Parkinson white as a kid. And so that was in the back of my head. Like, what is that? Um, we talked about that on the show. Yeah. You yeah, guys Parkinson had a guy, white. Will McGregor. That's right. Yeah. So it's a, it's an ex- accessory pathway in the heart. And sometimes your, your body will trigger into this short circuit loop where mm-hmm. it goes really, really fast. Um, and it's like a you're born with it, and I had a catheter ablation for that. This Wonder if that's what I thingy. had. Did it go away? No. Oh. Only once I had the ablation. Okay. But sometimes it'll go away. Because um, I had a heart issue. Comes and I goes. I, I have a. I have this. I've talked about this a couple times, but I have a heart. I had a heart issue when I was a kid, and it just and it. Like the, well, it, the, and that was what they thought it would do. They were like, "Oh, he'll he'll sort of like as he grows, the issue will resolve itself yeah. because everything will normalize in his heart," and uh, and it did. Um, recently, I just got a new family doctor, and I was sitting in the office, and, mm-hmm. the, and he's like, "Okay, so like, you know, geez, is there anything that you want to get checked out?" And I was like, "Well, I've had this thing, this like these like little instances with my heart hey. every once in a while. Like every like three months, I get this like little skip of a beat. That it's was almost, like me. And then, and I go." And I had something as a kid, but like, I don't know what the fuck it was. My mom doesn't know what the fuck it was. My dad doesn't know what it was. And he's like, so he's like, sounds like mast cell to me. <laughs> he's like, all right, well, I guess. And, and now, so he's, re- he's requesting all my records right. from like, you know, my whole life. And dude, you got a cool doctor. He's the man. And when he, and when he gets them, it's going to like, suck when you find he's, out he's a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guys, dude, I if I go say, two for two, oh, if I go two for two on pedophile doctors, I just want to say, just stay now. away from my doctor. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> from this moment on, oh, yeah, it's me. It's me that's doing it. From this moment on, I do not want to talk about Taylor's ex pedophile doctor. Ex doctor. I mean, he's pedophile. probably still. Yeah, right. Yeah. There you go. I mean, are you ever not really? <laughs> I, I, you know what that. I don't know. I, I, that, I don't know. So anyway, anyway. I, I want, there, there was a question I wanted to ask about... Um, we got way off track there. There's a question I want to ask Did about... Did we? You know, like when you're undiagnosed with an illness mm-hmm. and you're dealing with something like that and you're... And, and especially with something like where you're feeling like chronic fatigue, for example, and you're just like at home in bed, you don't know what's totally wrong with yeah. you. Uh, like, is there a part of you that's like, am I just fucking crazy? Oh yeah. I would ask myself that question like every other day. And what's, and because I feel like some people project that onto people who are actually sick with that too. Like oh, people, yeah. people I, are around like, well, can this, like, I they're went not to, diagnosed with anything, just fucking get better. Totally. And I went, I even in Emerge, I ran into that a lot where I would get a doctor and I know that, you know, there's only so much they can do for someone like me, but I definitely, I had one doctor who's like, uh, have you had any issues with depression? And I was like, mm. um, it's not depression. He's like, well, uh, it kind of sounds like it is. And I'm like, I'm like, because okay, like- wait, I should not have come in here. This was a huge mistake. And he's like, that sounds like the depression talking. Whoa. Whoa. He didn't say it, that. Oh, yeah. That sounds like a bad doctor on a TV show. Effed up. And, and that definitely, I was like, I don't need to go to Emerge anymore. Yeah. Um, but that's Sounds happened to like me a couple of times. And it, 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 
I had to like really dig deep and self-reflect on it because I'm a really, um, you know, motivated person. And I would wake up and I'd be like, uh, I think like I want to do things. It's not like I don't want to do things. I'm not in bed and I'm like, oh, you know, I don't know what I don't know what to do with myself. Like, I don't want I don't feel like it or I'm not, you know, like I I've experienced like bouts of that in my life or seeing people I care about um, that are depressed. And that's not to take away from the legitimacy of that but I was like there were days where I'm like am I like I would say to my husband I'm like do you think I'm depressed like because I really don't think I'm depressed I want to go to school I want to move on with my life I want to get out in the world in in Halifax and check out the city and do stuff Um, there's nothing to do here (laughs) except for everything yeah yeah. well, well what like you know you you had you're you're exhibiting all of these fucking things and and I, I as maddening as that sounds and and as as intense as that experience must have been for you where did it start to like uh, reveal itself and and who's behind that right because like yeah. you're saying that you're seeing all of these different specialists but like who's the like who's the fucking team leader who's the so one that's going all right this go is here like- go here for me is a real like issue I have. And I don't know what the answer is with um, our healthcare system, especially in Nova Scotia. But I, I had some good doctors and my allergist is amazing. Um, but nobody really was willing to take the lead. So I went to see a cardiologist to rule out everything. Everything was cool. Um, then, and I saw an internist and he was really lovely. What's an um, internist? They deal with issues. Every, Everything that the other doctors don't. So stuff kind of internally that's like multi-system. Uh, like, so they'll do people like, I don't know. <coughs> I, I don't know. It's, it's the mystery cases. So when I went to go see that doctor, everyone was like, oh, you're going to see, I won't say his name, but they're like, oh, if anyone can figure out what's wrong with you, it's him. And then, and then he, he was like, I, I don't know. I don't know uh, what's like, wrong no, with you. are like, no, then I'll never find out. <laughs> and then I got referred to the chronic hair facility out in uh, fall river which was lovely um but are you from pei you're from here i'm from ontario actually my husband's from pei we lived in pei for a bit um but yeah but it was it it just didn't like (coughs) i still wasn't convinced that that was the the end the end game for me at what point do you start to see like some headway though so so (coughs) so i have another friend of my father-in-law's uh, is a doctor um, and he used to work at Dal and he so he sees a lot of uh, complicated patients and he mentions oh it sounds a lot like uh, postural orthostatic tachycardia and I was like oh yeah that's cool so I book an appointment with the doctor in Toronto who specializes in, is in POTS but that's not till the end of the summer so I was like okay I'm doing all my own research and through all of this I've always just been like doing all my own research being like oh my god okay what can this be I've read mm. about like every illness you guys have talked about because that's you, you just right. have could to be, could be any of them and uh, and then <clears throat> anyway so I, I find out that um, mass activation syndrome is comorbid with POTS and I'm like oh my god I think I have mass activation syndrome so actually I brought that to my allergist and she's like Whoa. uh I don't know. What like, is the allergist role in all this? So she started, I got referred to the asthma and allergy clinic when, cause when this all started, they thought it was asthma. And, um, so I saw this allergist and she's like, okay, okay. I, I want you to get like a methacholine test. And we're, I'm not even convinced you have asthma. 
What's a methicoline test? Man, I'm learning so much in this yeah. episode. <laughs> this is fucking yeah. crazy. Well, they give you this like uh, methicoline, and that will trigger. Um, is that like a tasty snack? What is that? Ooh, it's like a breathing aerosolized fun time. Oh, uh, that sounds gross. Yeah. And then you do spirometry, which you know all about. I know all about that. Which is? You blow. You blow. Hard. Blow hard. hard. Oh, blow, blow hard. Blow hard. That's how you get your uh, your pulmonary function. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, I've, and I've then they're there. like, don't, they're like, keep blowing, but don't blow too hard. <laughs> but just, but just keep going, keep yeah. going. And you're like, do less. Know. Relax, do relax, do relax. Harder, oh, yeah, harder, harder. Relax, relax, relax. More. Relax. Do more, but less. I was there when Jared did it. It was amazing. <coughs> we made a video. We did. The irony was that methicoline challenge <coughs> results got lost. Oh, God. Also, I had a referral to Jesus my cardiologist Christ. and it got lost. You have had uh, a really complicated and... <laughs> you know what's really funny? When, bumpy when there's, road. When there's things that are just supposed to work and, and then they, they don't. just don't. Like, I know. Things just, oh, the thing that like you were van? supposed to do and 100% it was supposed to come back here. It didn't. Sick Boy Podcast will be right back after this very short break. Uh- Porn, Satan, drugs, therapy. It's not just the list of what I'm up to this weekend. I'm comedian Kiki Anderson, and those are just a handful of the taboo topics I've poked and prodded at so far on my podcast, Indecent, the show where we peel at the wallpaper of polite society. Each episode digs into the dark underbelly of our culture to dissect the things we aren't allowed to talk about around the dinner table, featuring conversations with comedians, activists, journalists, academics. They all help me figure out the who, what, and why behind what is and isn't acceptable behavior. Indecent with Kiki Anderson, where NSFW meets LMAO. Uh, one thing that I do find really interesting, though, is that, you know, so I, again, while I was on the Wikipedia article for... Which for is actually a pretty good activation source. Syndrome. It is, yeah. yeah it's, it's actually It's pretty interesting. The Wikipedia for Mass Live Reddit, it's pretty good. Oh. Yeah, and, and at, in that same paragraph under where I was reading earlier, it says that it's often found in patients with, like you said, Ehlers-Danlos, and also in POTS. Yeah. Um, and so... Super interesting that you that someone along the line mentioned pots yeah. to you, and then through your own uh, through your own devices, kind of come along this this phrase mast cell mast cell activation syndrome. Um, so so like technically, I diagnosed are, myself. Yeah, you, like you're the one who kind of figured it out. So you're nope. kind of like a doctor, kind of a doctor. Wow. I, I yeah, I mean. That's how I would look at it. I know you brought it up to your allergist and your allergist was like, oh, I don't really know. Well, she kind of admitted to me that, you know, a lot of people come into her office and say, I think I have mast cell activation syndrome. Right. Because it's one of those illnesses that's like everybody, it makes everyone hypochondriac. But the, but part of diagnosing it is trying the medication. So she was like, it's not a big deal to like try you on some antihistamines. So I tried, um, there's H1 and H2 antihistamines. So like the H1 is like, uh for allergy symptoms like, like reactant right yeah like reactant yeah. and h2 is zantac so it's uh it's for Acid gi reflux. so it helps with the histamine blocks histamine receptors in your um intestine yeah yeah which for me my main symptoms so to get back to the symptoms my main symptoms um were i had like super crazy bloating i'd be like i'd eat something and i'd look like i'm like seven months pregnant Wow. And um, seven months pregnant, huge. That's real Whoa. pregnant. And I took pictures. I took pictures to the doctor to be like, "This is how bloated I am." Like, yeah. You got a friend who's Whoa. seven months pregnant. That, yeah. that, that that sounds like depression to me. She pregnant. <laughs> anyway, continue. Um, and and you know, I've I've had um, 
history like so like angie dima i'd get like what i call like elephant eye and this is like i've had this for set like you know 10 years now but like in the summertime in, in the sun if it's really hot and i'm wearing sunscreen i thought i was allergic to sunscreen for a long time but i get this rash all over and then like i get the swelling around my eyes and they would just look hmm. weird and like wrinkled is your ancestry from the north the north you look like you are scandinavian you look like you are of scandinavian uh, descent yeah Whenever it's, I wear my hair, hair. And braids, it fucking is the hair. Like, you, yeah. is it? Yeah, maybe it is just the braids. No, but uh, I'm half Dutch. That's my. Right. Right. Okay. It looked like when thing. you said elephant eye, you like reached almost for your eye, and I thought you were gonna do something like something fucking crazy with your eye, and I was kind of bummed out when you didn't. Oh, sorry. Uh, again, though, the, the so, elephant eye thing it sounds a little bit like depression, but continue. <laughs> and it's, I, I, I. That's this the depression of, talking. This, this has been like such a long thing that I actually had to go back and like I forget things about what Same, happened. Yeah. So so like but then like the fatigue like fatigue was huge. The brain fog was really bad. Um, depressed. The depression <laughs> was really bad. Uh, the also tachycardia. So I would get really dizzy when I would stand go from sit to stand. That's like the pots thing. Mm. Um, and then really exercise intolerant. Like I found like um, a lot of people talk with lupus particularly. And this is, I follow this girl on Instagram who has lupus and she talks about a lupus tax. And I feel like with mast cell, I would end up with this like mast cell tax where if I have too much fun and I do too many things, I'm in bed for like a couple days. And um, so anyway, so I see the allergist, she prescribes the pills like I notice within like 20 minutes of taking um, this new uh, antihistamine called uh, RuPaul. It's got RuPaul. RuPaul. Love that RuPaul. show. Um, and I notice within 20 minutes that like my brain fog improves. And, uh, and, and I noticed like pretty immediate, like within a couple of days, like a pretty big improvement. I also was in the process of doing an elimination diet. So I really started to see improvement once I started following a low histamine diet, which is the worst diet ever. What has histamines in it? So this is another prong that's really <coughs> interesting where like mass activation, there's all these uh, downstream effects from the mast cells. And one of them is histamine. That's just like one piece of the puzzle. And so with histamine, not only does do you release it in an allergic reaction, but you also have certain levels of histamine in your body. So like when we eat food, food, has a certain amount of histamine naturally and certain foods have more than others. And with the histamine thing, and you'll read in addition to mass activation syndrome, there's also like histamine intolerance. That's like a pretty trendy thing right now. Um, and it's like a bucket. So the more you keep adding to the histamine bucket, you get to a point where it just like tips. And once it's tips, you're fucked. Like you're just, I am going to. And that could be anaphylaxis. Could be for some people. For me, it's like, you know, super terrible bloating, getting really tired, like all the systemic, it, it irritates like the, ma it irritates the whole system, mm, right? The coolest thing is that like, I'm picturing like, this is like a, a montage of like you just going and doing your own research and like, like, ah, oh, coming to a realization. Oh, there's a light bulb yeah. moment. Oh, I'll just figure this out. Mass cell. All right, cool. Now I need to change my diet. And then, like, yeah, doing episode. Like, you're yeah. like doing like, it's, it's like you've actually like, not only have have you had somebody helping you advocate for yourself to like find the right professionals to speak to? But like you've been taking a lot of this yeah. into your own hands to like research and like change your diet and modify yeah. stuff. One question that I have is is number one, has POTS been ruled out? So POTS 
the question is always, is it idiopathic? Like you have POTS and it's just, you don't know why, or is it caused by an illness? So that's, um, for me, I found that once my mast cell got under control, the POTS symptoms go away. away. Went yeah. away. Okay. Um, interesting. No, continue. I, I'm curious about the elimination diet though. Like did, like what, what did you, um, go down to only eating at first or did did you like go to like something strictly well i started on an elimination elimination diet once i read about low histamine it excludes so much more that i was like oh, i'm just gonna stick to this um did you only eat meat the carnivore diet <laughs> yeah i kind of get that now like so once i did like did broke down the food so like in terms of food it's like you can't have leftovers because over time, as time progresses, sorry, histamine what? increases in leftovers. In leftovers, so once you you can't like cook histamine out of a food, it just keeps accumulating. Histamine so, just builds up. It just builds up. That so on leftovers, oh uh, yeah, so leftovers of a fermented food. So I was eating tons of like kimchi and like uh, sauerkraut and kombucha and shit like that when I was six. I was like, I'm going to make myself so healthy. And then meanwhile, it was like the last thing I should ever for all have. like the probiotic yeah. properties. This, yeah. This, Sorry, I, yep. I'm a little stuck on this histamine thing and leftovers. Could this be could this be true? I find <laughs> when I take an antihistamine, no, when I take an antihistamine, I get sleepy. Right? Yeah. Okay, so histamine. When you eat leftovers, when I eat leftovers, <laughs> I get fucking sleepy. So I was like, I was like, yo, is there a link? But but I, but I, I, I now realize that. as I say it out, it's antihistamines that make me sleepy. So histamine. Whoa, 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 guys, guys! <laughs> I was I onto think something. I just <laughs> solved the riddle. It's just like we solved our armpit issues. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Which we were talking about before we started. Wait, car- we I didn't recording. even hear. Was yeah, I going to the- that? Well, uh, we were talking about how. Well, before we started recording, uh, uh, we were talking. What were we talking? I well, I mentioned. I started getting, we're talking about sweating and right. getting stuck in an elevator. And I, I was like, oh yeah, I don't sweat. Or at least I didn't sweat or stink or wear deodorant until I got sick. And then, and then when Angela said that, I was like, whoa, interesting. When I was uh, admitted to the hospital last, I all of a sudden, like, I've never really had an issue with like body odor. Mm. Um, but it, my like body odor went through the roof and was like, Immediate every day, even when I was wearing. Dude, so did mine in like the in like the month and a half after I was in the hospital. Maybe yeah. it's related Super to like weird. inflammation but or something. Yeah, like can, in can your I body. ask you guys like how how often were you showering? <laughs> That's a good well, point. I wasn't showering <laughs> as often as normal, but like a shower for me before was like every day because I was like. Bike, biking, but it was different day, though. It like, was a, it was a different like yeah. it was a different type of smell. But totally. it was a smell that it I went. Like, that is like not normal. Old people smell. Yeah, my, yeah, yeah, mine smelled of? like. Well, no, mine smelled more like, um, like uh, uh, hot, like hot, hot wharf, hot. You know, like Ooh. underneath a hot wharf. Oh, that's really it, like when the, when the tides uh, out. Yeah, it's real hot. Yeah, it's real <laughs> hot it's like, out. Kind of like fish. And yeah. like, no, not even worse than that. Man. Like, like, like shellfish, no, like, like, like yeah. bottom feeder, like where they're Ew. drying, Hot bottom like, like where, where fishermen are drying fish, like that like drying sounds mud. terrible. Anyway. Okay. So, um, but the elimination diet, I, elimination diet. So, uh, so it cuts out leftovers, fermented fruit, um, fermented foods, uh, like yeasts, <laughs> vinegars, um, 
Like, could you not, you couldn't drink at all either? Uh, so I found that like tequila and rum were fine. Amen. But, but like fermented fruits, so like cider, gr- wine is bad. Like red wine especially is a big one. Um, and and then there's night like you know, nightshades, so tomatoes, potatoes, peppers. I love um, those. I love all those. Yeah, really, so really what miss were, that. What, what were you eating? Uh, like squash, sweet potato. It's like a bunch eggs. of roots. Air. Bunch of root, uh, root vegetables. Root vegetables, yeah. And then there's a whole bunch of fruits you can't have. There's, um, and were, yeah. Were you eating like the same thing like every day? Was yeah, it just for a while. Like it, it was really hard. It's hard to keep things interesting. And how, how did that impact you? Oh, it like I go in cycles where I'd get really excited. I had to I had to do serious research to find recipes online and have to like modify and be really creative. And so HelloFresh was out of the out of, out of, the, out fucking of the question. Picture. Right. Yeah. And then on top of that, I had to make everything from scratch myself or make things in batches and freeze them. Um, so it was a really big pain in the butt because like no one really wants to cook for me because they don't know what the hell to cook with. Um, so the list is pretty long, but I got to the point where like I started eating meat again because it's really hard to stay full when you can't have like a lot of carbohydrates. And on top of that, I had a naturopath who was like, oh, you should be grain free, which I still am. And I do find that that actually, uh, is a big part of it too. Um, and I should, you noticed, like you noticed a positive change in your body from that? Oh, huge, like huge change. So once I had the antihistamines and the, and lo, the low histamine diet, I just kept improving. Oh, wow. And so over the summer I was like, Ooh, this is great. And then I forgot about like, you know, I didn't forget, but forgot about pots for a bit. And then I had the appointment in Toronto and that was, um, that was good. And, and, and albeit at this time, like I'm still not a hundred percent. Like I, I'm not going to like go for a run. I'm not going to, but I'm still, but I'm outside. I'm doing things. Yeah. And I'm like, you're on, you're off. The, I'm you're walking the around bed. the block, you know, I'm cool. Yeah. Um, do you still have that? Like, uh, if you like the tax, like if you go and do, yeah, something I was inv- still having a tax. Okay. Um, and so, and I tried a couple other medications at that point, and then, and then I sort of fell off the the mast cell train for some reason. I like got distracted when I saw the doctor in Toronto, and then I ended up going back to school, um, feeling pretty good. And then I developed a thyroid problem in the middle of the semester. So I is that is just that, give up, man. Man, it's it's like the worst fatigue. You, like even even worse, I think, than the mast cell fatigue. Is thyroid is it, is it hypo is it hypothyroidism? Hypothyroid, yeah. Is it is it is that something that can be tied to? The I don't mast know cell or all these it, things. It's so it like when you look when you read the literature, there's so little um, research done on mast cell. Even the Wikipedia article, like it's it's the page and a half. It's like there's not new, a lot there. Yeah. Um, and yeah. everyone is so different, so their symptoms are all so different. So it's really hard to make a, a good trial for um, a drug or whatever because how do you tell for sure if these people actually have mast cell right and one of the things that's pretty telling here the world health organization has not published diagnostic criteria yeah like it's 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 pretty contentious yeah like the the whole world and about this we're not getting baited into another Lyme disease thing are we oh my god don't get me started on that so let me just say this as we've been talking about this I actually no offense to you (laughs) but I I did go I googled is mast cell activation syndrome uh, real and the first thing that came up was a science journal that was like 
Yes, it fucking is real. Yeah, it so, is 100% real. It is 100% yeah, real. No, 100%. It's just, it's just so new that we're like, what? But so know. the thing that I like that you, you prefaced this entire conversation with was the fact that you are open. Like, this is what you kind of understand as your diagnosis yeah. right now. But if the situation changed and that evolved, you're not, you're not I'm against, married to it. Yeah, you're not fin- against finding out. Which is a funny, other explanation. Which is yeah, a because this is something that are you in the Lyme community. <laughs> this is like because this is something that I'm going to live with for the rest of my life. And and to fast forward a bit, so I got the the thyroid thing. It was really annoying. It triggered my mast cell. I got a lot worse at Christmas. I got sick again, um, and I wasn't really on the mast cell train. I was kind of like still like I don't know what the fuck this is, mm. and you know writing emails back and forth with my internist being like, what if it's this and still researching and like, what if it's this? And, and then just eventually getting to the point where, um, I started to understand that like when I go to, when I go to emerge or when I go see a doctor, they've got a differential diagnosis that they're looking at. So I, cause I was like, how, what do I need to say to a doctor to get them to understand what I'm talking about? And so say like one of the symptoms I had was flushing. And so, um, and I took pictures of it. I would get like red, really red cheeks. And uh, for a while I thought, oh, maybe I have lupus. So this second year in the, in this last year, one of the things I ruled out was lupus. I saw a rheumatologist at Christmas and don't have lupus, don't have rheumatoid um, issues. But, um, but on the diagnostic differential for flushing, there's all these other, there's all these things that they go down the list and they tick off. So one of them was mastocytosis. One of them was uh, carcinoid syndrome, which we ruled out that too, a neuroendocrine tumor, which we ruled out, um, a bunch of other things, a couple things that I'd ruled out the year before. And then I, I saw, uh, so, so I would, I would go to my internist and be like, this is the differential for flushing. What do you think about ruling out this? Um, and I got way better results from talking to doctors like that hmm. because they're like, they're I like, understand you that did my work for me. This is yeah. a, this is like evident, a like kind of like evidence based practice, right? Right, right. Um, so anyway, so we rule out all these things, and and then finally, I'm like, oh, I think I just have mass activation syndrome. <laughs> you know, which which what which and, and that's what you started with, and that's what right? I started with, and that's kind of what you were responding to as far as like yeah, went too right. Well, and the thing that was really funny was at Christmas time of this past year, I um, after my thyroid problem, my endocrinologist was like, I think this is a transient. That I I don't I don't know if this is a real you know Hashimoto's, and I and so he's like wanted to wean me off my synthroid that I was taking um, for that. And a real Hashimoto's. The, Sorry. Is that uh, Hashimoto's thyroiditis is like a chronic hypothyroidism. Oh, gotcha. Okay. That's what and so has. you can have a transient hypothyroidism. But anyway, so as I came off this of course, drug, of course. it triggered my mast cell and I was like, oh, well, this is uh, why am I doing this? Mm. I got so much worse when I started coming off the synthroid. So I went back up to it. I also at that time got really bummed out and I just stopped taking a lot of my medications. Sounds like the depression. Yep. And I just again. got so sick and then I'm like, oh, maybe if I start taking my medications again, I'll feel better. And then I started feeling better. Right. And you know, the crazy thing about all, all of this is, and the, like, you're not the first person that we've spoken to who's like been kind of like what really having to like advocate for their, yeah. for a diagnosis. Right. The thing that I find so interesting about it is it's kind of like um, like if you have 
like a meeting with a group of people and you're trying to plan an event or something and you come up with all of these amazing de- ideas and it's really positive and then you leave with no concrete next steps forward and yeah. then, then like you go like two months before the next meeting <sighs> and then you have God. the meeting again and it's like hate that. The, the same, same energy like yes, yeah. yeah this is great this is great oh, and then yeah. no next ne- steps so like it's horrible. I always imagine that like like when we're talking to you and we've talking to other people in the same situation I, I imagine it's kind of like that where like you know, you're the only one who's like really trying to Push keep the ball forward. moving because like you see these professionals and like, of course they want to help you. Mm-hmm. But like when you leave the office, they don't have to feel what you feel mm. every single day. Right. Yeah. And like inevitably they're and seeing a bunch other of fucking people. people. To, yeah. And the problem too is uh, they don't all talk to each other. So in terms of yeah. finding a cohesive they all health hate each team, other. <laughs> yeah, they just, it's like, on they all have depression. So, yeah, so that was like to me. That's uh, that's a whole other thing that I could go on a rant about. But like, you mean like the, the lack, lack of communication? Of yeah, lack of communication. Yeah. Just yeah. like, oh, we have a complex case, and just accepting that that's it, and then you have to go back to your family doctor, get a referral to your next person, and then wait six months. Whereas, like, why can't the the specialist you saw take what they learned and pass it on to the next? person? I mean, it's just got to it's got to be like one of the bi- one of the biggest, most important innovations of of like this century is is the ability to sh- to to have a to have a sort of like a one stop shop where you can put all that shit in a place where everybody can access it. This is the this is the one thing that I I I really don't ever take for granted. Um, about the fact that I that cystic fibrosis throughout throughout Canada and, and through the throughout the states, but there's there's CF clinics, right, right, and yeah. having a clinic that like specializes you in team. your fucking thing. Yeah. I have a whole team, yeah, right. a whole team. I, there's a psychologist, there's the social worker, there's the respirologist, there's the dietitian. Like they they yeah. are all working together. Yeah. And if I ever do anything outside of that. I just go, yo, take that, fucking send it to them. And then they go, okay. And then they send it. And, and you're then, probably getting way better care oh my having God. it sent back to your team. Because- or is you, in your case, it's the complete opposite. You have to go see all these individual specialists. And it's crazy. It's all up in the ether and, and, and no one's and the, the, keeping track I of it. I had all these, like, you know, blo- all, this, all these blood tests, urine tests, and like all of them are normal. Um, like, which, in, you know, the, the summer. So I think... I think looking back, part of why I stopped thinking I had mast cell was because um, my testing came back negative. And the, the, the problem with that is here in Canada, all testing for mast cell goes to the States and it's really, really temperature sensitive. So if someone mm. leaves it out on a counter for five minutes, that test could be negative because of the temperature. So Whoa. everything's going to like the Mayo Clinic. So it doesn't matter if I go see a mast cell specialist in Toronto, I'm still going to get the same test and it's still going to have the same um, treatment. So the pro- there's problems with the testing. So the more I read about that, the more I learned about that, the more confident I felt, okay, I think this is it. Um, and like, now, I- has anyone, has anyone out of any of the fucking specialists you've seen, has anyone gone? This is what you have. Well, I had, I've had multiple appointments with my uh, allergist in the last couple months. And there was one where I was just like, lost my shit. And I was just like, started crying. And I was just like, like, do you believe me? Like, is this what I have? And she's like, 
Cause I, cause I was like, cause I feel like I go talk to people and they don't believe me. Like, and she's like, no, no, I truly think that you have mass activation syndrome. I wouldn't spend 40 minutes in this appointment with you if I didn't believe it. You know, like I've seen, she, she's probably one of the few doctors in, um, Eastern Canada who's seen mast cell like and in her time she's only seen a, a handful of people right? right and so she's like I truly believe that this is what you have partially because um, once we got to the spring and I was like okay I think I have mass activation syndrome then we went to the next step of the protocol which is to add aspirin therapy which aspirin treats uh, prostaglandin levels and that is responsible for brain fog and I started taking aspirin. That was like a game changer, um, which freaks out doctors. Uh, and then because it's not the healthiest thing to be taking. Yeah. Chronically. Yeah. And right. they're like, you're taking a baby aspirin. I'm like, no. And that's because of the way that because of it's a blood thinner. Right. Yeah. So um, so I started taking aspirin, the mastol stabilizers, which are another class of drug. Adding those all together. I was like, this is great. I still feel like. I need something else. And so um, that was when that was the appointment where she's like, no, I truly think you have this. I think it's time to 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 bring out the big gun. So I started this um, biologic medication. What is the Whoa. like the when you say I still feel like I need something else? Like, what is it that you feel that doesn't feel um, complete? I just feel like I still couldn't like go out for a run or go to the gym or like uh, I only would have a couple hours of good energy every day. Is that something that you think is completely from um, a lack of like your body not producing what it needs and you needing to find something to assist with that? Yeah. And the reason why I ask that is um, so I uh, like that I'll always find an excuse to talk about like CrossFit or something like that, but. For example, um, last year I got into CrossFit and that's what I was doing. So I, I did CrossFit for um, like eight or nine months yeah. and I felt the fittest that I've ever felt in yeah. my life. Um, then I, I got drawn into um, competitive weightlifting. So <laughs> I switched from CrossFit to weightlifting yeah. and CrossFit's like very like aerobic. Yeah. Um, I felt the fittest that I'd ever felt but I wasn't the strongest I've ever been. So I switched to weightlifting and now I feel stronger, but I don't feel fit. So last week I started going for runs again. And the first run that I did, I started from my house and it goes uphill. Um, and when I got to the top of that hill, I felt like totally out of breath and like I had no energy at all. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Like I go to the gym like every fucking day. Um, yeah. Is that why you said you wanted to get on the bike the other day to me? Why? Because you want to get more fit. Um, yeah, well, I just I just thought that you haven't been biking lately, and I, I have for bike rides. I want to go for bike rides. Um, but anyway, like my my point is is that you know, with like a bit of time, you yeah. can build that back up. And is it that you could take all the right medication, but yeah. you're not going to feel better right away? Totally, but it could take some time to build totally. up to that. And definitely, part of it is building up that endurance, building up social endurance. Being you know, even mm. like tonight, mm. this is like. Way past my bedtime. Um, (laughs) The the final, the the icing on the cake is I um, started this drug called Zolaire, and it's like uh, 
it's called uh, the science name is Umbismal Lab or something like yeah, that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it works by like uh, binding to IgE antibodies in your in your body, which are part of the response to like allergens and things like that. And dude, so, you know your shit. Yeah, you the do. way you talk, like on uh, straight up, I have to, I like, I have to just, I have to say it. You clearly have done your research. Thank you. And I, 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 kudos to you because, man, fuck, most people would not. I find it a little pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's just me. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> so those things happen in my body and they just happen. I don't know. No. Uh, no. Sorry, I can't. Well, of it, part of it too is like, I, you know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping this will be my third try at first year physiotherapy this mm. year. And, uh, I really would like to be a physiotherapist. So yeah. part of that is, you know, learning to read scientific journals and case studies and blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So, so the Zolaire. 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 Is it working? Yeah. So it's actually been amazing. So what it, what it does is it, um, it helps keep the mast cell from degranulating. So for, keeps it from, from getting too excited. Mm. Um, and, it's only it's still an off label use for mast cells, so uh, there aren't a lot. Of, there's not any study. There's a, a few studies, but the results are promising. And so, and are you getting this from the black market or something? Black market, <laughs> no. But the sad thing is, I have to pay out of pocket, and it's really expensive. Like how much? Like seventeen thousand dollars a year. Wow! 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 Steep. Yeah. But I thought you were going to be like seventeen. Dollars a month, yeah. <laughs> but I'm That's telling you, like you after, thought that was what she was going to say after she said it was expensive. A, <laughs> a week, a day, I don't know. Yep. And I get these like every three weeks right now. Point is, that was way more than I thought. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, yeah. You, how do you get them? Do you gotta like you gotta order them in from Amazon or what's the <laughs> process there? It's a little weird. You actually have to go through this exhale program. Uh, through the drug company, and it gets delivered through a specific pharmacy in a specific clinic, like actually a private clinic, which is really nice. Like I get my own room and it has a window and a reclining chair and TV. Nice. Oh, so you, is that so included be, in the 17 K? It, it has to be administered yeah. that be. way. Yeah. So, um, it's not like a, it's, you, you don't take a bottle of pills home and pop a pill. No, it's two syringes. So it's sub subcutaneous injection. So oh. these, and it's actually, I think it's from, I'm not gonna, don't quote me on this, but it's quote around of people. Oh yeah. Um, Pig, oh, IgE. so they're using oh, they're using biological matter from an, from animals, I think, or maybe they're making it synthetically now. I don't know, but crazy. They they inject that, and then it goes into your bloodstream and 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 does its thing with the rest of your body. Huh? Yeah. The capsules on my enzymes are mm-hmm. made of uh, pig in some way, which oh, is yeah. fucking crazy. Because anyone who like Muslims. has uh, 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 well, is I didn't it? I didn't even think about that, but. Um, uh, anyone who is like, I'm a vegetarian, but if they're like C- <laughs> with CF and they don't realize that the capsules that they're taking. Oh, that's sad. Dude, by the way, por- por- the- porcine, porcine. Thanks oh, for yeah. uh, thanks yeah. for those enzymes the other night after wings. It made me feel really good. <laughs> yeah, no they help in a really no problem, way. boys. <laughs> I got an unlimited supply and I don't fucking pay for no, them. What's luck. up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Just giving them away. Taylor and I definitely don't take them. Um, Only the- very rarely. The crazy thing, though, is like when you start getting into this drug stuff, uh, you there's so many stupid barriers. So like each province covers it for different things. So it's covered for like allergic asthma and chronic urticaria. 
Um, but it's only covered for asthma in like some provinces and oh, urticaria and others. And, and, and then That's there's also weird. these rules about compassionate release. So I've looked into all the things and like, I'm technically still a PEI resident and I, with, because I'm on this drug, I, it's not eligible for compassionate release. So what is, what is compassionate release? It though? means that like, so if you say like you had to go to the States for like a surgery or something or a new treatment or a new drug. If you can't afford it and you can prove that you can't afford it, uh, they'll give it to you for free. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. And so... Like the U.S. or the Canadian government Canadian. Will, will so cover most, it? most, all provinces, I'm pretty sure, have a compassionate release program. So if there is something that you can't afford that's very integral to your care, I don't, I don't know all the details, yeah. but I know for like big drugs, like all the biologic ones, you can usually get that. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So where where are you at like today? What is what is Angela now? Well, I was feeling pretty great uh, until you came in here. Yeah, <laughs> and now I'm feeling. Hmm. Um. No, I uh, I had my first. I I got results pretty quickly on the drug. Um. Like jazz festival weekend, I like walked seventeen thousand steps one day, and like Jesus, and my Christ. average was like three thousand a day before that. So that was pretty huge. Just being able to like, did you feel the effects of that? No, I was able to like consecutively do things, stay out late. Um, and that was great. Uh, the bummer is that I ended up for some reason having low ferritin. And so my iron, like I've been having symptoms of, um, iron deficiency for the last couple of weeks. So I get iron infusions tomorrow, which will make me feel a lot better. I think so. Geez, you're like a uh, like a a puzzle. Yeah, like one of those, yeah. those places you go to and like try to trap well, rooms. Trap rooms. Yeah, that's where like the room. that's where the internist comes in. Yeah, and you know, he's been really their, helpful. Their job is like to deal with the people that are fucking puzzles. It's true. Yeah, I mean, and like, yeah, it's all it's all a process. Like at this point, I mean, uh, I'm going for it with the drug, and I mean, at, at four months, my doctor can apply to the drug company and be like. She's really poor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we really need this. I know. Um, <coughs> sorry, I was just gonna say. I know we're getting to the end of the conversation, but I I am curious about you know you've talked a lot about like how you've been kind of like bedridden quite a bit and and have haven't been able to like partake in a, a lot of things because of like energy levels. Yeah. How has this impacted your relationship with your husband? It's been uh, a little crazy, like. He's great. Um, like I, I, there, t- there have been times where I'm like, I don't know why you're still with me. This is so shitty. Like, because you know he has to pick up the slack, and and also like, it gets old talking about your health problems. Like it, mm. it, it starts to feel like everything is about your health, and like, and, and you know, like in the last six months, my allergist or my family doctor was like, I really don't want you to travel for for the next while like i think you should just stay put and try and get regular regularity but that means that like you know we love to travel um and it means that we can't he can't do those things so i kind of pushed him at the end of his semester to go to la and visit a friend because i was like you just because i can't go doesn't mean that you can't still go have fun and travel and um yeah but it's been good in a lot of ways. Like I feel like in the first, we've been married five years and in the first five years we've, um, 
moved across the country. We've bought a house, changed careers, uh, went back to school at the same time, um, incurred a massive amount of debt, uh, and I got sick. And so it, all those things have been kind of like... Have you made it through all that? We can, you guys are probably going to be cool. all right. It's yeah. cool. One yeah. of the hilarious solutions that a couple of doctors have mentioned to me is they're like, maybe you should just have a baby because a lot of women, when they have babies shit changes get the fuck out and i'm like that was the advice to just like roll the dice on a baby yeah is that legit for your health kind of half joking but totally people totally actually how do you wow how do you feel about that like is that is like having a baby in your future is it (laughs) it's definitely something i want um but i can't imagine like yeah, I, I need to be healthy and not in school and right. it's wonder, definitely yeah. a, a ways off. I wonder if I had a baby, if it would change my CF at all. Well, probably make you, you really tired. birth to a baby, so. Yeah, that's right. I, <laughs> right. Right, I can't. Yeah. Right. Fuck. I know. For it's so, unfortunate. For, for a few it's different reasons. Well, hey, you know what? It's 2019. <clears throat> Things are changing. Things so are changing. We never know. We never yeah. know. Give, it a, seeing, give it a couple of years. I, on that note, I've been seeing like crazy articles on uh, on Facebook about did, did like you, stem cells and shit like that. Do you see the video? Know. The video online of the guy that gave birth, the, the only guy that's ever given birth. Oh, no, I, <laughs> did you? Like, oh man, did you see it? Sounds oh, like a live. I think, I think showed, I showed it. I to think you. you showed me this. It, it, it was on live. <laughs> oh yeah, you did. It was so fucking nasty. <laughs> oh, actually, it's you not showed real. Me that too. It's totally. It's oh, it's just, a, it, Hundred <laughs> percent, super graphic. Possibly the super possibly the most no. graphic. Uh, anyway, we don't need to see it. No, not don't bring it up right now. No. Um, uh, okay, so uh, there, there, but before we wrap it up, I, I mean, this is this is a this was this was a lot. I gotta process this. <laughs> There's a lot that happened here, and I'm gonna have some weird dreams. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, uh, there's a question that we ask. All of our guests, and it's a two-part question, and and I don't may, maybe that maybe you can answer this, maybe you can't because of where you currently are within your, you know, I fucking hate the word, but where you are in your journey of yeah. of with, with mast cell uh, activation syndrome. Uh, but if you were to take a stab at it, what would you say is the biggest thing that uh, that mast cell activation syndrome, in quotations, uh, has taken away from you? Um, my freedom, like I, before I got sick, I was like, you know, the kind of person that I'd be like, oh, I'm just going to build a desk today, you know, like, or I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to paint like I, when, since I've been sick, I've been painting a lot and I'm like, I'm just going to do a painting and I'm going to paint all day and I stay up really late and that was cool or like. You know, I loved going out to check out music or, you know, especially like just being able to push my body. Like, you know, I've, I've had moments where like I'll be walking down the street and I'm like, what if I just like started running right now? Like, right. And just like that's such a weird thing to feel like you're like, you're like, I'm going to hold my breath exactly until I pass out. how you feel. <laughs> yeah. And I really, I, sorry, I hope that didn't come off as a joke. No, 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 no. I get it. Have you ever thrown up while running? I'm not a thrower upper. Mm. Try it. <laughs> but also I will say, I feel like, and, and, uh, this is a funny side note. I just had my, my makeup methylcholine test for the one that got lost. And <laughs> apparently I don't have asthma. 
But what? up until now, I feel like at, through my whole life, I've never been able to push myself to exercise hard enough to throw up because my asthma would always kick in before oh, I could throw up. Yeah. I've always wanted to throw up. But do you have exercise induced? It asthma? sucks. See, I, yeah. And the, the, you know, people always like, they're like, no, you know, typically the technologist was like, this is a negative test and we won't test for exercise induced asthma because this is negative. Huh. Uh, well, I will say I'll this. I'll do some research and I, we'll see. I, I, I'm like, Look, I say all the time, I enjoy a good little, I enjoy a good puke. It's a, I do. It, and most of the time, but working out mm-hmm. so hard that you throw up, that is my, that is, that is not an enjoyable throw up. <laughs> oh, dude, that's the most enjoyable throw up. No, that, oh, wow. I hate that feeling. I dude, have it's never awful. thrown up from uh, working out. Oh man, it's the worst. And I have worked out. Yeah. Uh, what is the biggest thing that your mast cell activation system in quotations marks has given you? Um, it's taught me how to pace myself. I've always been one of those people that just keeps going like a freight train and, uh, it forced me to slow down. So, you know, and, and that was a real gift because it meant that it broadened my interests. Like I, you know, hmm. I never thought that I would have to like figure out ways to entertain myself in bed without, you know, in a, in a way that like I can't read because I'm cognitively impaired and I'm, my attention span is like a flea and I can't, you know, so like, you know, learning to crochet or doing crosswords or, you know, I got to the point where, you know, I, I started painting because painting is like, you know, it requires so little. You can just sit and, and use your hands. And mm. um, and so I learned to like really appreciate those things. Like one of the funny things was uh, uh, when you can't like clean your house, you and, and but it's good. It's dirty. It's got it's got to get cleaned. Um, I started like vacuuming quarters of my rugs. I'd sit on the floor and I'd vacuum a quarter and then I'd take a 15 minute break, vacuum a quarter. Whoa, that a is hilarious. That is funny. That sounds yeah. like something somebody would do in Whoa. jail to kill yeah. time. Yeah, totally, oh. dude. Yeah. Well, it's very and much listen, like jail. And listen to podcasts. I'm I sure. yeah. like getting <clears throat> hip to you guys was one of the big things that got me through because um, it's such a lonely, you can feel so lonely and you can second guess yourself so much and just like feeling like you have, you're part of, like there's a community for you. Yeah. Um, it's really helped. That is the craziest thing to me about podcasting. You know, we, I, and we've talked about it a number of times, but like there's never been a medium where, uh, of, through entertainment where Personally, and I, and I know I'm, I'm not speaking just for myself here, like millions of people feel this way, but a medium where like you feel so goddamn connected to the person on the other side of the headphones. Yeah, oh, yeah, big time. It's so wild. You know what the crazy I really thing is? I really love though, it. Like I've gotten to the point now where when, when we record that, like to me... Like it's just the four of us hanging. Totally, out, you know, like absolutely. It, and like, I very rarely think about people listening. I know, and I used to when we <laughs> when we started a lot, and and now, I think the thing that's really interesting is like, it to me this is just the four of us hanging out, and then when I think of the people listening, I'm like, holy shit, that's cool that there's other people like hanging out in this room <laughs> like right now. Like at least 
know, 10, 10 or 15 people probably listening. Yeah, hopefully. On a good day. On a good day. Yeah. So that's, that's true. Pretty cool. I mean, and one of the things that uh, I've always, I mean, wondered is like, I haven't, I've, you know, there's the, all the online communities for chronic illnesses and everyone's got their thing. And um, most of the people with mast cell have uh, anaphylaxis is their big thing. And I feel... And it's like that weird sufferer's guilt where yeah, right. um, like they have like ports and they need IV Benadryl like several times a day. They're using EpiPens like every day. Like people Whoa. line up pictures of their EpiPens that they've used in the last two Whoa. weeks Whoa. and stuff like that. And, and a part of me is like when I see those sometimes it makes I don't feel like I'm a part of that. And I feel like, mm. oh, my muscles not that bad. It right. could be so much worse. It's not life threatening. Um but one of the things that I'd be curious to, to know is if there's somebody out there with mast cell that's more like me, hmm, like, right. you know, so listening to this. That's, I guarantee you a hundred percent there, there is. is. And, um, if Inf- you, if you want, we'll put info at sickboypodcast.com. That's our email <laughs> info at sickboypodcast.com. So you just send that, just fucking write us. And then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll connect forward it on. Cause yeah. maybe they're out there thinking that no one else is like them. Yeah. Be cool. Yeah, and then you guys meet, and then like there's a fucking reaction, and you both get super anaphylactic. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say better, but no. Okay, and then you, and then you stab each other with your epipens. That's right, yeah. tandem epipen stab. Um, yep. Well, uh, I want to say thanks for coming in and blowing my mind, because uh, again, <laughs> this was a lot, and I loved it. Yeah, that was wild. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me, and thank you all so much for tuning in. <clears throat> Um, as always, we'll be back next week with another great conversation. And in the meantime, you can go to Apple Podcasts uh, and leave a rating and a review and hit the subscribe button and tell your mom to do the same thing. And if you do, and if you don't know your mom or you don't have a mom, tell your roommate or your friend. And if you don't have any friends, just put it on social media and someone will see it and they'll probably do it. That's a very, very Interesting point to make there, Jer. Thank you. Thanks for being very encompassing. And if you want to support us in any other way, uh, or in another way, you can go to patreon.com slash sickboy. Patreon.com slash sickboy. And you can contribute. Um, everybody who's been doing that, we love you to death. Um, you've been a major part of our success from the from from fucking day one. Have we been doing Patreon since day one? No. No. No, no, but I mean, but it's been a long like time. early days. Oh, wow. Yeah, early yeah. days. It's been a long time. So everybody who's been with us or been a part of it at any point, thank you so much. Again, that's patreon.com, patreon.com, slash sickboy, Yeah, wow. Uh, thanks to Donovan, the CPAP Morgan, for the amazing sound design on the show. Uh, Donovan, making you get a little creative today. Uh, you know, when I think of mast cells and like things going on in the body, I think that Miss Frizzle uh, Magic School Bus <laughs> episode where they like oh. deep dive into yeah. the human body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or but- Mike Tyson Mysteries also goes into the body. I haven't, seen, I haven't seen Mike Tyson Mysteries. I gotta oh, check that crazy. out. How to do it. Um, but instead of going into the body, imagine what it would be like to be in a tree. Well, that's what oh. it feels like traveling through the trunk of the tree up into the wow, branches, like, turning into photosynthesis through the leaves. <laughs> do, do you turn into photosynthesis? I don't, I don't know. Photosynthesis. I don't know. I have to wipe that mic down after all the spit that came out of your face. Photosynthesizing. Oh, uh, get that tongue then, back uh, in that mouth. And then turning that sweet little sugar that the tree <laughs> eats up. Oh, Thanks for making it sound like that, Donovan. Wow, good God, luck. he's good kind of, luck. Good he, luck, bud. Yeah, I know. That's a tough one. <laughs> Seeing as no one knows what it sounds like. Yeah, well, you do now. <laughs> uh, uh, that is it for this week. <laughs> oh. I, I don't feel comfortable following up you saying that. Can you say that one more time? <laughs>
that is it for this week. Uh, I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. <laughs> I'm Jerry. I'm Ange. And this is Sick Boy. Oh. Uh. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.